Are you a grower? Are you tired of lugging around too many bottles? Is it too expensive? Is it so confusing? Tired of reading feed charts? Well, guess what? There is an easier way. Introducing the Stash Blend. You can now get your bag of Stash Blend premium additives that you can add to your garden using just about any base nutrients. Go to stashblend.com and get your order today. Thanks to our sponsors, AC Infinity. Looking for an easy way to improve air circulation in your grow tent? Well, check out AC Infinity's clip-on oscillating fan. It's compact and can easily be attached to your tent poles, providing targeted airflow exactly where you need it. With 10-speed settings and automatic oscillation, you can customize the fan's airflow to suit your plant's needs at different stages of growth. And because it's IP44 rated, it's resistant to high humidity and heat, perfect for your grow environment. These oscillating clip-on fans can also be connected to your Controller 6 9 Pro to be able to have everything dialed in perfectly for your garden. If you want to upgrade your grow tent today, make sure you get that clip-on oscillating fan from AC Infinity. And don't forget to use discount code thestash 15 at checkout to save a little extra on your purchase. Troy here from 420 Vape Zone. Uh, welcome to the channel, man. We actually linked up and did a, a little episode for your channel the other day. And I was like, let's get you on from the stash. I mean, you are uh, an expert when it comes to vaping. And uh, your channel is loaded with a whole bunch of information in regards to it. You've tried so many different vapes. And we haven't really had an episode on vaping on this channel. And uh, glad we have an expert here to, to break it down for us because... I don't have a whole lot of knowledge when it comes to vaping. I mean, I've tried a couple vape rounds in the past, but uh, yeah, I'm pretty ignorant when it comes to it. So I'm looking forward to this conversation about hearing about kind of vapes in general, where they were, where they are now, so on and so forth. But before we get deep into things, can you introduce yourself and let the audience know a little bit about you? Sure. Uh, my name is Troy from 420 Vape Zone. I started reviewing dry herb vapor way back in 2015, 2016, uh, just as a hobby. And it kind of took off and it became one of those like hobby turned careers. Like I quit my job in 2017. Uh, my YouTube channel started taking off. Uh, I got deleted from YouTube in 2019. Kind of had to pivot a little bit, change my business around to stay alive and feed the kids. Uh, and then I got deleted again in 2020 on YouTube. So I'm on my third YouTube channel now. Uh, so a lot of the content you see there is just recent stuff or re-uploads. Since YouTube has not been very friendly to me, I've been focusing more on on my website. Uh, and yeah, as as we were talking, the the drier vapor technology space has been been changing a lot over the last just recent couple years. Uh, in fact, two years ago, this technology was like more of a DIY thing only. Like if you wanted to use the hardest hitting, best tasting extraction for flour, uh, you had to build it yourself. You had to like modify a different kind of vaporizer to make it work the way you wanted it to. But now companies have, have kind of caught on to this technology and we're starting to see some some actual products that utilize it. So I, I, what I tell people now is when I, when I meet smokers who have tried vapes five years ago and didn't like them or 10 years ago and or even last year, he tried. He tried to vape yesterday and didn't like it. I usually tell him, forget everything you've know, everything you've experienced with with herb vapes, and until you try one of these ball vapes, these new ball vapes. They're called ball vapes because they're filled with balls. Uh, whereas 
old school like convection heaters would use like a ceramic rod as a heater or a metal cartridge heater. Uh, these new vapor use a heater that's filled with rubies or even diamonds, uh, quartz, little little balls. And since the the heater is packed with balls, it becomes like a high surface area convection heater. So when you draw air through the device, all those hot balls uh, heat the air, like superheat the air, and it produces a, a very fast extraction with a high open airflow, and your your vaporized trichome heads right off the material. You're not heating the the organic material. You're not heating the leafy materials that are in there. You're you're blasting it with such a thoroughly heated air that it's like vaporized trichome heads right off the the ground herb yeah the way you describe it is poetic and uh i I have to admit you describe me as a guy that (laughs) uh i didn't want to touch vaping because it was way too difficult guys would like here let me show you my vape bro and he whips open his fanny pack and he's got coils and batteries and tools and i'm just thinking this is how you get high bro and that was like that was a no no it's a no for me dog uh but as the technology has advanced uh i picked up a mighty and or like i i I was given a mighty and it completely changed my opinion on vapor because you like you said five years ago ten years ago i would i would take a rip from this thing and i'm like begging to see any kind of smoke because it's almost like it's a it's almost a mental thing too like you it's like you have to almost see something to believe that something is happening i don't know what it is but i think it's part of being a smoker is that you know it's that mental rep it's the reason vacuums are loud believe it or not you they can actually make quiet vacuums but people prefer to hear a loud sounding vacuum because it sounds like it's sucking things up yeah all the noise on a vacuum is actually just made to sound loud. But wow. anyways, yeah. That just blew uh, but, my mind. Or sucked that something? one of the two. Yeah, yeah. right? Yeah, right. Yeah, we, it, it's, it's crazy, but it's science. It's marketing. So when I try the Mighty and I take in an inhale and I exhale, wow, the cloud that I'm getting, the smack in the face that I'm getting from, from that, that hit, it's like, yes, please. So I, I totally agree. Uh, I'm with you on that, where it's like, we're on a new conversation with these balls, these ceramic things that you're discussing. I, my, my uncle was talking about this stuff and he, and he's very passionate about his vapes. And I think is that the future of vapes? Like, is that where we're going to see things headed? Yeah. 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 I, I, I believe so. Uh, in some form or another, there's the, the future of dry herb vape tech if it's not balls, it's going to be some other method of uh, producing a, a extremely high, low mass surface area heater. Uh, it, it just does something different with that super powered convection. Like old sure. old vapes uh, usually use conduction, like the Pax. The Pax is super popular. I'm sure you guys have seen the Pax. It's like Heard a little it. yep. spark plug style, like the size of the large thumb. Uh, it has like a just like a, a steel oven like a little bathtub in it and you just you pack your materials in there and the the whole thing heats up keeps it hot and vapor is just continually cooking off of your materials 
and you're just constantly sipping little whiffs of the vapor from it. While you're not inhaling, it's still vapor. It's still cooking. Uh, and you're heating all of those materials. The good is in the, the trichome heads, the, the structure of the nug. You didn't necessarily don't don't need that. That's where, as like all the heavy metals and stuff is going to be in the organic material, the leafy material. The trichome heads is really what you want. So blasting it with the convection, the hot air, is seems to be a hyper efficient way of of getting it. That's how the the old volcano worked. I mean, the old the old classic volcano, which has been out for like twenty plus years now. Like that was a full convection vapor. Yeah, but still yeah, a see, legendary piece. I was just going to say, most people, that's their best example of a vapor. You know, I, I remember, for me, I had one that was decent, and it was some random off-brand one from China, and it was decent, but it was still probably human air, user air, popcorny as can be. Doesn't matter what the cultivar was, popcorn is all it tastes like. I think that's where, when you're an aficionado, you'll understand exactly how to use these pieces of technology better, but as the technology advanced, it's going to be more user-friendly and like what's the major um difference i'd say in terms of like cost of this production is it going to make now these devices more expensive or is it still flower vapes are still crazy pricey and that's just what it is i mean some of these ball vapes you can get for a couple hundred bucks like i was just looking uh, some of the starter bundles for like the b0 are like 265 uh, but if you already have an email because a lot of these ones current are currently powered by an email like a 20 mil coil and a PID. Uh, this one that I'm showing off here is, is actually the first of its kind. It's, it's a cordless ball vape. So it, it still has the enel coil in there, but the head itself pops out and it's got an 18 mil injector. So that's what it uses as the, as the bowl piece. And this will stay hot for several minutes and it's filled with the ruby balls. And what's cool about this device here, this is called the this is called the Dab Ready, and the whole bundle is called the Terp Ready, by the way. Uh, but what's cool about this one is it's also for concentrates. So, like, if you want to have a dab, you can slap out your banger. Oh, and, okay. And you heat your banger, oh. and then just, you have your dab the same way. This will take two minutes to heat up. Uh, you can change it. I, I usually keep it set to 600, and then after this is warm, you can just pull it out. Uh, and about 10 seconds later, drop your dab and have a perfect dab. Or switch it back to the to the dry herb mode that is sick i've never sweet. that yeah i think i think that's the future like there's already this this is the first one of its kind and other companies are already copying it so it's i think it's on to something the way yeah so you're well, talking what? about extractions or extracts you know you still see what's what's popular in the commercial market or the the legal rec market we'll say is disposables that's the hot thing. And that's always for extracts. Can you uh, talk a little bit about that technology and like why that's so hot and why people still use that? Uh, for one, I think it's very convenient. Like it's, it's easy to get, it's easy to pocket. It's easy to pass. It's easy to buy on the black market because they're small. They're easy to mail. Uh, I think the convenience of having cartridges is, is great for the consumer. And I, and I feel like it's often, the the only reason to have them the more connoisseurs that i meet and talk to the the less and less hope i have for cartridges do any of you guys ever use cartridges the only ones i've ever liked have been the live rosin 
Woods. Talking about this right here? And you've had that yeah. one forever. Do you just go back and get more? Oh, it's just the battery, that bottom part. The battery is the it's same. It's the battery. Yeah, okay. yeah, so it's changeable battery. Top. I, I use it only when I'm out public, really. So to be a little bit stealth. See, what I don't like about these ones now is the waste because they literally, the whole thing is a throwaway. Once yep. it's done, you just toss it. And that's not going to break down. As we're, what you're using right there, if you're a connoisseur, if you're a regular dabber or just, you know, crazy enough vaping your flower with that, it still blows my mind. Um, that's where you invest in something like that versus a device that's, you know, maybe 50 bucks and you toss it. You know, I don't think that that's really worth it. Nope. Yeah. It ain't. Yeah. No, I no, could, no way. Cause I'm pretty sure that the batteries in those are tied to the, 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 not the crazy stuff that's going on in the Congo right now with children mining for lithium and so on and so oh, forth. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. it's battery, right? So I'm assuming battery in be general, to, that's going to be right. So it's, that's it's definitely not for the earth though. Like, my biggest thing is when you're, I've always been, I wouldn't say anti uh, coils or like Trey has one, you know, and I think you had one for a while, Pete, don't you, didn't you have a, uh, an email? Yep. And you broke your, it's, that broke they, they were bong, so yep. funky and big, man. They're just so, it's so much like a big thing on my desk versus, you know, like the Puffco or Dr. Dabber or these little small things. Now that heating is different. That heating element isn't the same as what you're discussing here. And that's also different than from the carts, right? What's, why is that so hot? Like what's good with these? Why they're selling for four or $500 a piece, you know? Oh man, I probably get myself into trouble talking about that one. <laughs> uh, I think a I mean, lot of nice. that one is, is just the, the work they put into making something that is reliable enough to maintain the trust and then marketing to obtain the trust. Because like a lot of the Puffco was that. Like it came out with all the hype. You know, it was just like all kinds of marketing, all kinds and honestly, my first Puffco peak had all kinds of problems. And I, I talked to so many people that had so many problems with their early Puffcos. They've come a long way in terms of making a better product. Uh but I mean, I've compared the the Chinese knockoff versions like the ones that cost $100, and they're not as good as the Puffco. So there's still, like, the level of refinement to make a product perform and, and deliver an experience that uh, makes the user happy and, and kind of caters to all of the, the little things that go along with the experience, you know, the Q-tipping and the travel and the changing of the water and cleaning of the reclaim. Uh, a lot of the, the, the vape makers... Who who are in, or are making the the products for export, and I'm just going to say the Chinese exporters, they they can't consume the the product. They can't use the product that they're making and designing. So they have to send it. They have to ship a bunch of them out and rely on like internet feedback. feedback. Yeah, yeah. As where you're Puff- going to see like Puffco, they've got people who consume. I mean, we we met exactly. one of their sales reps, and she was sneaking tokes for us over. She did a hell of a job. Yeah. She did a hell of she, a job. She was, and that's the thing is you become a fan she? of the brand. We, I, I, we got to remember her name, though, P. Was it Chelsea? Alicia. Uh, Sarah? Alicia. Alicia. Okay. I had, that was the next. But it, it really <laughs> boils down to, I think, uh, a brand. Chris totally made too. that up, and we jumped on it with him. 100%. Chris sounded <laughs> super confident. <laughs> no, he got, no I, think, I think it is. I, I think you're right. Her profile I know recently. you're right. <clears throat> well, and again, it's not, uh, it's not knocking these devices, but it's seeing that technology is advancing these become, I wouldn't say old and obsolete because people still like it. I haven't had an experience better. 
you know, personally, the, the Puffco for me has nailed it. That's been by far the best dab I've ever had because it's, it's consistent. It's always consistent. It's not relying on me with a torch. The first time I ever consumed anything vaporizing it was this little metal device with a glass piece at the end. And my buddy brought this big old crazy blue torch in my house. I'm like, what are you doing, dude? Go outside. We're vaping, and bro. <laughs> I, I choked so hard. Like I was like, I'm never dabbing again. But it was because that form of vaporizing was almost to the point of combustibility. As we're now, people are seeing that, you know, terpene levels, there's actual science to vaporizing versus just lighting up a, a cigar, we'll say, and letting it burn. Can you talk For a little real? bit about why you're like, what's into vaping, why you're into this? Like, that sure. portion? Yeah. Yeah. Um, for well, I, I got into vaping initially simply because I didn't want the smell in my house. Like that pot smoke has like that smell. And I actually use the word pot intentionally there. I never, I never call it pot, but smart man, pot, like pot smoke is, is a thing, you know, like when you smell it on somebody, it's like, Oh, like sometimes when I'm walking around and I smell it on somebody, it's like, Oh yeah, hey, buddy. But other times it's like, like, damn, like I, the guy needs to wash his flannel, <laughs> you know? So I, I didn't, I didn't want any of that in my house, especially, uh, I'm a professional. My wife's an, uh, an artist. So I'm sensitive to that. Uh, but when I started researching vaping and, and learning more about vaporizing, uh, cannabis, I, I learned about like the terpenes and about how combustion essentially destroys like 76% of the THC and the terpenes. Like when you're, when you're combusting, you're actually destroying a lot of the stuff that you want. You want, you mean you get, you're, and you're also getting some additional stuff that you don't want, like the benzenes and the, the nastier things, less, less, less such than, than tobacco, but it's still there. So when you're combusting, you're, you're already destroying more than two thirds of the medicine of the good stuff. And when you vaporize, you can extract like 86%. So you, when you vaporize, you can actually extract more of the THC and more of the terpenes than you can with combustion while getting less of the benzene or none of the benzene and less of the other nasties. Uh, and while learning about this, I actually found this kind of fascinating back in the day and I used to tell everybody. So now I got to tell you guys, uh, blunts and joints actually scientifically will get you higher than, than like a bowl because a blunt and a joint is also a vapor. Because the the combustion cherry and the hot smoke, as the hot smoke is passing through the tube of of herbs, is is hot enough to vaporize at least the early trichomes that are near the near the combustion point. So, whether you're hitting a joint or a blunt, you're actually getting smoke and some some vapor. So that's why. Wow, you know, honestly, vaporizers. Well, that makes sense in terms of it. it the initial portion, it's almost like filtration for water. That initial portion hits that and it takes out that. And I guess you're sacrificing your first layer and then it goes down. I'm sure it's going to have a different taste, though. The people I've known who've had, like, theoretically, if that yeah, was a blunt, if it weighs a cigar, clearly. Yep. Um, <laughs> the biggest thing is with people having education on it and then knowing the terpene they're after. I think it'll be different if you're so used to that other application and that the herbal side with the, the plant material burning. Versus it not. And for me, since I've been like 11, that's been the, the flavor I've been after, you know, the skunky funky. I wonder if then removing that side, switching the application, you're going to find less of that specific type of terpene of the pinanine 
uh, with a Maracene hybrid combo, you know? Yeah, that's, that's an interesting thought, man. And I, I've often wondered how vaporizing could have affected uh, our cannabis terpene profile preferences as a culture, as well as even our, our curing and growing processes. Like I know, I know Chris is doing the, the water curing thing and I've actually encountered some people that are pro water curing because it makes their, their, their stuff not have any smell. So like, like if they're, if they're somewhere where they'll get killed, if they, if they're found in possession of it, like they'll water cure it to take away all the smells and all the terpenes. But, uh, I know it's also been proven that like there's the entourage effect, you know, like the different terpene profiles contribute to the effects. So if you're washing away terpenes is, is going to take away the diversity of the effects. That's, that's bad. But that's, that's also what smoking does. Like smoking is going to wash away a lot of those terpenes, destroy them. Yeah. You're because you're combusting them, right? Yeah. Oh, so yeah. So where, where I was going with this was um, when I started growing and I, and I had my first harvest, everyone was like, don't, don't smoke it for six weeks. You got to put it in jars. You got to do the curing thing. I'm really impatient and I like to fail forward fast with all my stuff. So I, I, I tried vaping my, my fresh harvest as soon as it was, it was cut when it was wet. And I, I tried every day after, you know, like I want to see what, what it vapes like on day two and then on day three and then on day seven. And I, I wanted to experience like, why am I drying? Why am I curing? Like, what is the difference between day seven after harvest and then day 20 after some cure? Uh, and I think sometimes the differences are maybe catered to smokers and less of vapors because of the, the past, like, I don't know, eight strains of, of hit. Most of them vape better at like day 15 post harvest. And every day after they are losing terpenes, like every day after when I vape that same type of flower, it's like getting less and less of the initial, like, ah, like that expression of, of flavor, but the cure does make it smoother so i I could understand like there's a a a middle ground somewhere and we already know that this is to be true because for the last 70 or whatever years we've been primarily focused on one cannabinoid thc and we have honed that process for that one cannabinoid so it doesn't it would not surprise me that when it comes to our harvesting curing growing process that we've also honed that in for one particular aspect of this plant and that there is a myriad of ways to grow it and to benefit from what it has to offer so i actually believe i believe that what you're saying yeah you you would be losing it particular terpenes or cannabinoids that would be converting from one to the other the longer the process goes on we already know this to be true so that makes a lot of sense that makes a lot of sense and that's Mm -hmm. something that you would be experiencing more from vaping that you would never get from smoking yeah Yeah, what you're saying totally makes sense i mean uh, another thing that a lot of people don't think about is storage temperature 
you know, the higher the temperature, the more terpenes you're losing. So a lot of people make the mistake, you know, year general advice, store it in a cool, dark place. Well, some people say, you know, cool. Okay. Room temperature, 70 degrees, 75 degrees. Not as good as if you were storing it in 60 degrees, 65 degrees. So the higher the temp that you're storing in, the more terpenes you're losing. So that could potentially be a contributing factor. Uh, I don't know how you store in your case, but and a lot of people, they're like, oh, my bud just becomes bland over time. It's just poor storage conditions. So that's another thing that people can uh, look into if they feel like they're encountering the same thing where, you know, at first after 15 days, 20 days, maybe 30 days, it's great flavor. And that just dies off after that as they continue on. Well, yeah. that's where vaping, and I feel like that's where you could probably get that little extra from it. You know, it's like getting the concentrate out. And you like to touch on the fact of like how we're thinking differently about growing based on terpenes and, and that knowledge. You could literally look at the like hash growers, we'll say, you know, trichome farmers. They literally grow with the whole mentality of nothing at all like the regular commercial grower is. They're not looking at flower weight, they're looking at wash percentages. They're yeah, looking at overall dump, you know, terp. Yeah, the, the, if it's not a dumper, it's gone, you know, or else it's just for flour, you know. And also, the the terpenes that you get from the cultivar in flour is less important than it is from how it comes out after the agitation in the wash. So I think that's the the prime thing too. Is as people are going to start looking at vaporizing, they'll be like, "Man, I don't know. I don't love the flavor of this." Or I actually like when there's a little more. Uh, chlorophyll a little more borophyll in there because it mixes a little bit with this terpene and terpene and gives me an effect i'm after you know i think that's it's a really interesting point i've never thought about that of growing with for vapor the intent versus combustibility it might sure. even change might even change our methods man uh to be quite honest with you i'll be excited to see you know when you describe being impatient i think you really describe every grower to be honest with you in the first because i like how you called it science but uh uh, I have definitely smoked my harvests every day after harvesting it too, um, but it wasn't science, unfortunately. But uh, I like science. what you did there. Yeah, it was for science, of course. It was for science. It was Personal for science. science. I just hadn't discovered the science yet. That's what it was. So Scientific like thought. It was. It was the. the it was. It, that's it. That's it. I just needed to see how great it was, or out yeah. of sheer desperation. And so, well, does anybody remember those boxes? With the, with the whips and the little glass pieces and it heats up on there. Like you, I'm sure he's got one in here, but like, you know what I'm talking about? You're, talking, you're not talking about this thing, are you? Talking about that thing. So right. when I was yeah, in classic. middle school, I ordered one of those from a Never seen those magazine uh, to my pop's house because we got the same name. So I was able to just walk in and just pop, 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 grab the, the everything. It worked out perfect. And that for me was my first experience. And it was always like half the time someone would get a hit and nothing come out but it tastes great. And it's like, yeah. And then all of a sudden it's not done and we're just cashing it out real quick when it's still pretty, probably good. What's up with like, where did those go and what is that heating element? Oh, so I'm really glad you asked. Uh, this is called the Vapor Brothers and I think the original came out in like 1997, 96 or some shit like that. And it had a, it had a ceramic, like a, a long flat ceramic rod and then it just had a glass tube. So that was like an early desktop vaporizer and in order to get like visible vapor from it, you had to inhale really slow because the, the old school ceramic heaters, they were just not very effective at heating air. And in order to heat the, the convection air, you had to use a slow draw. This vape uh, was modified by, by somebody in the community. They filled it with balls. They took it apart and they modified it and they made it in, into a ball vape, which is the technology that we talked about earlier. And then the manufacturer caught on 
they they tried it themselves and then they've updated it so this old classic vapor brothers is actually now the vb 1.5 and it actually has balls in there I don't know oh, you can see down there he's got big balls i love it that's yeah, awesome the, that's why i've been taking the, the old design and, yeah. and that's what i was saying before is taking old technology but updating it to now it's like is it massively increasing the cost of these or is it still about the same thing i think it's like 50 bucks more and you can upgrade your old you can send in your old one and get it upgraded for 100 bucks and if you have a vapor brothers vb1 i highly recommend doing it highly recommend doing it nice it's a it's a it's a great addition with 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 balls in there you can put that whip in there and inhale fast and hard as fast as hard as you can even through a bong and basically cash the bowl in like one hit like one good hit that's how that's how powerful about. these things are wow so when i think of vapes i think of two different kinds and correct me if i'm wrong but there's like a portable and a desktop right generally speaking or at least yeah. the one that's going to plug into the wall um yeah. there's if also you, some butane ones oh, oh yeah i've seen like a dita vape has what where you heat the the element goblet loves that thing i could never get a good hit that's the one that I actually used recently, and I wasn't too crazy about it. And I was actually going to ask Troy about it. What are your thoughts on that? Uh, the Dynavap, I, I think it's a wonderful vaporizer, but it's also like a unicycle. It's a, it's, it's got a bit of a unicycle factor. And, you know, I'm talking about like it, it takes, it may take you a week of practicing on the unicycle, yeah, falling down in the driveway and looking like a dip. But as soon as you learn how to ride that unicycle, you are there. You know, like you can ride <laughs> that unicycle and you are like, yeah, bitches. You know, like you're enjoying it. You're, you're getting to where you're going. Oh, I you feel the hacky go. sack, boys. Listen, yeah. P, <laughs> Vegas is coming up soon again. Sorry, sorry. sorry to cut you off, Troy. <laughs> yeah. So with the, with the Dynavap, and I, and I got a bunch of Dynavap, and to be completely transparent, uh, Dynavap sponsors my podcast. So, awesome. but they, they also know that I'm going to talk whatever that I'm going to talk regardless. So uh, I talk bad about them too. Uh, the thing about the Dynavap is like when you learn that vaporizer and there's a lot of different combinations of stems and tips and customizations, there's, it's like an infinite number of Dynavap vaporizers out there. Once you learn it, you kind of develop like a relationship with it. So you can control variables by how much herb you pack into the tip, whether it's packed tight how you heat it, like which angle, what size torch, which part of the tip you heat, how you rotate. There's so many little contributing factors that go into the ritual of vaporizing. It's almost like rolling a, a J. Like when you roll a joint, like, oh yeah, this is good. It's got the thick part here and the thing. You know, it has, it has a little character. So like the Dynavap, you build, you build a relationship with it and the vapor that you get out of it is the, purely the result of the effort and the alignment of, of technique that you put into it so you can you can pull some amazing amazing vapor from a dynavap or you can perfect sense suck at it i'm the one who sucks at it. i'm the one who got on the unicycle once and fell and was like don't look at me <laughs> roll the two-wheeler up you know yes. and yeah you too I was gonna say, same thing with me yeah. where, you know, it was kind of like a hit or miss you know like i I'd fired up and then it would pop because basically it pops when it's ready to go yeah, and then I, I hit it and it'd be like nothing but then like next time i try it it's fire it like a huge cloud you know yeah, and you okay. can i guess do it three different times or something like that and 
yeah, it was kind of like a hit or miss for me. So like the learning curve is is higher than other vapes. Yeah, I have a Dynavap 101 video on YouTube that I I probably put like a week worth of effort into. Like I, it's probably one of my best videos I've ever made. Uh, yeah. ex- explaining it and add all kinds of nice shots. And if, if you're curious about the Dynavap, check out that video. And I, I really I bet explain. Goblin learned how to use this from you <laughs> because he like he was just ripping it, and then he hands it to me to just do myself, and I'm like. I've never ridden a unicycle. Like, this is crazy, bro. And I'm just torching and torching. He's like, yeah, it should be good. It pops. It's like, oh, it popped a while ago. It's like, oh, should I redo it? Yeah, like, I was just dumb. And then I, you know, I packed it up again, and I just think everything I did was incorrect. So it's more of like when it's a manual vaporizer, it's a lot more on you. It's technique in its process. When it's the automatic, uh, whether it be battery powered or, you know, traditional power, I think that's where you run into... It just does it for you, but you're paying a lot more money. Yeah, like like Pigeon was talking about the uh, the Mighty, and that's one of those. That's one of my favorite portables. By the way, I carried that thing for, for a while. I carried two of them, uh, but with the Mighty, Thanks, you sir. can yeah, you can you can load a whole nug in the Mighty, and it'll work just fine. You can load a little bit of, of ground herb, or you can overpack it and cram it in there, and it's just gonna work. It's just gonna work. It uses like a, a conduction bowl with added convection. So it's 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 like a dual heating thing. That's why the mighty so great. Yeah, I it's by far my favorite one. Uh, my biggest criticism is it is like you could chuck it at like a felon, and that like you would knock them out. You know, I don't need any f- other form of defense. Like it's huge, um, and you know, godly in fact. And so when I'm at like my, and I'm using it, I still use it. But the thing is when I'm at my son's baseball game or whatever, it's like, I'm out there and I got to pull out my dolly and like, I'm sucking on this thing. It, it, it's a lot. It's a lot. And people like, well, people like it catches eyes, you know, and a breathing like, machine. if it was just a, one of those carts, you know, that we all hate, you know, it's just like convenient, looks okay. Small, decent. Yeah. Yeah. There's it's a smaller small. version called the crafty. Oh, oh by, by, by Stores and Bickle? By stores and Bickle, yeah. Oh, well, then I'll have to look into that one. And it still hits? Have you, You've tried that one as well? Yeah, it, it basically has the same vapor. And it has the same convection heater, the same bowl as the Mighty. But it, since it only has one battery, it's it's has less power. It has less um, total amperage or total voltage. I forget how batteries stack. Uh but essentially, you, you'll you'll vape less bowls per charge. Okay, it. but you'll still get the same bowl, though. Yeah, yeah, for the most part. Because mm-hmm. honestly, the battery on that I look because it's just over there. The battery on that thing is actually really good. Uh, like on the on the mighty, it's really yeah. good because I, I can go all day and then forget to throw it in the charger and still have enough to get through the next day, kind of thing. So yeah, and yeah, that's where that computer. that's where the the difference with the crafty is like. The crafty won't get me through the day. Like if I carry the crafty, I might be able to vape four or five bowls, but mm. on the fifth bowl or the sixth bowl, it's gonna it's gonna die on me. So that's why I would carry two. I get it. See, there you go. Bow, bow. Um, it, what would you pick for your favorite uh, oh, yeah. por- uh, desktop piece? Right now, it's it's this Terp hammer with the dab ready. Yeah, the the cordless one. But so I've been testing these ball vapes for a number of years, so having multiple e-nails on my desk and you guys are familiar with with an e-nail mm-hmm. uh, but the e-nail version of a ball vape would have the coil here and have the cord so you'd pull out your glass piece and you pull your your e-nail head with the cord Put it on to it 
take your hit and then you put it back into a stand or a, a permanent home where it's hot on your desk. Uh, having all those chords constantly started to give me like anxiety. Like yeah, I, it just I, destroyed me a bong. Yeah. yeah, well, like the, my dogs would come in here and their tails would pull on the cords, and I, they'd be pulling hot things off my desk. Cause I'd have to like, I got yeah. I got real tired of having whips and and cords and my desk. So I, I kind of want things tidy. And for me, the the cordless interface is like a huge advantage. So that's why I I go for the the Terp Hammer. But there, yeah, there's yeah. a bunch of bunch of ball vapes that are cheaper. And- I like the idea of having being able to take off that piece. You know, and then because, yeah, I broke bongs. I it got stuck to my chair, and I wheeled it off, and it just <sighs> came off the table. And that was about the time I quit using it. So, yep. yeah, that's what it'll that's what it'll do. I'm in the market for a portable one. Um, looking at the Mighty right now, that it looked good over three hundred dollars for that crafty. I'm seeing uh, three hundred Europe, so a little bit less in uh, in USD. Um, you had mentioned that's good for portability and stuff like that. What about like the G Pen Dash? That's like seventy bucks. Um, is that something that you you recommend or no? Uh, <laughs> the, the 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 Dash Plus is actually all right. Okay. I think that one's that one's one fifty. Uh, the Dash original it's okay for for a budget vape, but it's it's like a mostly conduction vape, so it's. It's like you're gonna pack a bowl and you're gonna you're gonna suck on it for ten minutes. And uh, we didn't talk about it, but there actually is a, a difference in the effects from like conduction and convection. So like a packs, like anything that heats that that bowl via conduction uh, tends to deliver more of a sedative and stony effect, whereas like pure convection, like from a ball vape. Uh, it's a lot cleaner, a lot clearer, more, more heady. It's interesting because the, the heating techniques of vaporizers can also like, uh, exaggerate or make the, the whole indica sativa type effects more so. Also while, while, while growing, I, I learned that, uh, I feel like the whole indica sativa effects can also be like mimicked or, or messed with just by harvest time. Like letting a harvest go late and go all amber can make a sativa super sedative and harvesting a, an indica early where it's all like crystal clear trichomes can make it uh, more of a heady effect. There's some, yeah, there's some legitimacy to that. Yep. Yep. You can definitely toy with the, there isn't any, uh, you know, as a whole other argument, whether there's even like any the real. CBG and CBN starts to uh, produce more at that point, and the THC is like maturing a little a different level. And, and that's a lot of it is that manipulation. Uh, I'd almost call it that fall under crop steering, you know what I'm saying? And that's where you're trying to really find your main uh, effects or tweak your effects to what you or the market's after. And I think that's where the terpenes fall in place. So all that, you know, the entourage effect also to line up. But then again, if you go and put it in a cigar, it may be a little, well, I guess not a cigar. If you go and put it in, in your bong, it may be a little different, you know? So I think that's where knowing the science behind your consumption might change someone's whole consumption, whole grow, whole approach to this whole plant. It's, I never thought about that. It's really got me just sitting over here on like a awakening thing. Like, that's nuts, man. Like something I may have gotten rid of years ago 
it would be totally different in that other application. Yeah, that's very cool. Yeah. Sweet, man. Application, man. I think that was a great, great sesh. Uh, If you're over here on YouTube or listening somewhere, we do, we do do. He's live every Thursday. Did he Usually say do 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 do? Every Thursday, uh, uh, usually, pretty much ballpark. Yep. Uh, to Eastern Standard, you got to do the math for where you're at locally. But man, we appreciate Troy popping up over here. Really short notice too to drop some knowledge, man. This was a very insightful conversation. I didn't think we'd even get into growing as a, a thing, but now it's got me rethinking my growing everything. I'm like, man, I don't think my it's any kind. It's different. Right. I don't think it's any surprise, you know, that it's like there can, there's a correlation between enjoying good product and growing good product, you know, to make that experience go hand in hand. Um, Troy, if anyone, first of all, real quick before your shout out where people can reach you, uh, someone was asking, and I, and I took note of this too, save the Terps. Where'd you get that hat? This is a Bovita hat. Oh, yeah, that's, that's what it was. I, I had seen the slogan before. Bovita, uh, yeah, it's a nice hat. I like it was that. MJ Bizcon, I was like, that's dope. I like that. And then, yeah, the line, like, I was like, screw them. I was like, oh, oh right. They got good branding, though. Like, Integra, <laughs> right? They were giving them out at, uh, I think it was Hall of Flowers or Emerald Cup or mm. one of the, the things that they were at. They were, they were just handing them out. That's sweet, brother. If, if, if anyone wanted to get in touch with you or wanted to follow along with your content, where could they find you? Anywhere and everywhere. Uh, 420vapezone.com is like the heart of my content although the website's being overhauled right now so it may be a little bit messy if you if you go there looking for something i have a discord i've got about four thousand active vape enthusiast type people in the discord Uh, on instagram i'm 420 underscore vape zone because i've been deleted from instagram as well so yeah uh hit hit me up reach out Anytime. That's awesome. Certainly will. And I believe we will include all those links in the description when the uh, when the video comes out. Because I don't think we should get in trouble including any of those links. It's really hard to tell. But if you guys have any questions, any comments, want to get a hold of them, check the links below. As Rob said, we're here live on Twitch. Twitch.tv slash from the stash every Thursday. Come check us out. Troy, seriously, thank you so much for doing this. Uh, YouTube, we're going to say goodbye to you. Twitch is going to stick around because we do things over there that you won't see over here. So on behalf of myself... Rob from ROBCLTV, uh, Mr. Grow It, Troy from uh, 420 Vape Zone, and our boy behind the scenes, Wink. We will see you next week.